Uh, Thursday, May 12th, we'll get our, our May supply and demand report, crop production report. So, and, and the er- interesting thing about this May report that we have every year is this is the first year that the or first month that the World Crop Board projects yield and production for the crop that's being planted right now or trying to be planted. So, you know, we've been kind of going along what they gave us in the Ag Forum, the yield of 181 bushel nationwide on corn and 51.5 on beans. Those yields will be watched closely in this report. Now, normally they do not make any adjustments, uh, some people think, you know, maybe this year they shaved that corn yield just a little bit because of the fact that we're planting a little bit later than what what we'd like to see for record potential. But, uh, you know, as a rule, we don't see those type of changes in the May report. And then, of course, they'll update the supply and demand report for this crop. You're the one that ends on August 31st. Big question mark is what are they going to do with exports, both on corn and soybeans? Uh, right now, if you look at the soybean export number, we're already at the USDA number of what they have projected where that number would be by the end of August. And, of course, we've got part of May, June, July, and August to go yet. So no doubt from the marketplace they have to raise that number in this report. The question is how much will they do it. Uh, trade expectations are at least 25 million bushel, but a lot of people are thinking it probably needs to be 50 to 75 million bushel and possibly higher than that by the time we get to the end of August. Likewise, on corn, we're very close to that number. Now, the concern on corn is the fact that we're just not competitive. If you look at prices right now, you, uh, if you're a world buyer of corn, uh, you can probably buy corn 20 to $30 a ton cheaper out of South America than you can out of the U.S. But uh, we still con- continue to see business, and you know, part of that is the fact that the dependability that they know they can get the product that they buy out of the U.S., and with Ukraine being taken out of the marketplace, you know, right now, some people that need corn have to go where they know they can get it. So going into Thursday's report, uh, ending stocks projection for corn on the April report, 1.44 billion bushel. Trade is looking for that to drop about 28 million bushel average trade estimate at 1.412. And on soybeans, our ending stock projection in the April report was 260 million bushel. Average trade estimate has that going down about 35 million bushel to 225. Uh, There's a lot of uh, talk out there, I think, in the marketplace that by the time we get to the end of August, a lot of people are expecting this soybean ending stock number to be below 200 million bushel. Now, that's what's left over on August 31st. So, you know, we're not going to run out of beans, but it's going to get down to a level where it's – it's getting a little bit snug, you know, and it all depends on then, of course, what happens in South America with the crop that they'll be planting next next go around. Then uh, this uh, this May report, we also get the yield estimates for the crop that's being planted, the production estimates, and uh, a balance table that they pro- are projecting. And uh, of course, we have the Ag Forum to go off go off of, but those numbers were quite a bit higher than what we're seeing right now because demand has been better. Average trade estimate for that next crop year, this would be the one now that ends on August 31st of 2023, 1.352 billion bushel of corn. So you see even stocks of corn projected to go down a little bit. You know, demand is very strong right now, and, you know, the big question mark is what happens with Ukraine, and are they back as an exporter of corn in the year to come? And on soybeans, any stock projection for that uh, 
2023 crop year, 317 million bushels. So going up a fair amount from where we're at this year, but still not excessively bearish, you know. So it's uh, a lot of it's going to depend on, on the crop that, that we're trying to raise this year. You know, and last, last week as we wrapped up the week, uh, you had a, several weather articles coming out. The first one, you know, I think came out about Wednesday or Thursday, and that kind of gave the hope that, or lack of hope of any planning progress and said it's just too wet in the northern plains. They expected planning delays to continue. And then the forecast started to change. So, you know, with the pressure we've seen last week and, and now as we start out this week, a lot of that has to do with the forecast. Uh, you know, there were some field work that was able to get accomplished this last week and over the weekend, but uh, not uh, by any means was it just open, open going, I don't think. Uh, some parts of the country are better off than others, but the forecast looks for warmer temperatures as we go through the next six to ten days, and uh, for the most part, most of the country has, uh, you know, normal to below normal rainfall. Unfortunately, the northern plains, which includes us, uh, we have a chance of rain just about every other day, so you know the forecast looks like it's conducive to better planning conditions, and that what's that's what the market is trading right now. Uh, futures market, they're always looking forward. Now the forecasts and the planning progress better materialize because you know we're almost halfway through May, and that's getting to be a, an important date. This afternoon, around two o'clock Eastern time, we'll get the planning progress and conditions report. Uh, some folks are looking for that corn planting progress number to jump up to about 30 uh, percent. That's still well below where we are, where we were at a year ago last year. I think it was over 60 percent by this time, and the and the five-year average is probably around 44. Soybean planting progress projected to be around 17 to 18 percent this afternoon. Of course, that's a little bit behind where they'd like to see numbers too. But I I think. Uh, the important dates that the market is really looking at as far as planning progress on corn, the 15th, 10th to the 15th is a key period, and then by the 20th. If we don't see this crop, you know, 60% plus planted by the 20th of May, uh, you're probably going to see some risk premium put back into this market. And, of course, you know, there's parts of the world that, there are parts of the country, really, that are on the dry side. If you look at the winter wheat areas, and then there's parts of the world that are trying to plant row crops or wheat or something, and like in North Dakota, and they have too much moisture up there. So, you know, weather is going to be a very key factor as we go through this growing season. Uh, some of the other weather articles that came out uh, late last week, uh, you know, trying to project now what weather's going to be like as we get forward into June and July and August. And, you know, the La Nina appears to be fading and probably going away, which is a good sign. But then there's another factor that a lot of the meteorologists are walking, watching They call the PDO. And when the PDO is negative, it tends to produce conditions late summer that can be on the hot and dry side. So I don't know if this market is over yet, Matt, but uh, right now the forecast looks like it's going to give us a planning window down the road over most of the country. And uh, once we get the crop in the ground, then it'll all depend, depend on weather as we go through the growing season. Dan, Utech New Vision Co-ops at newvision.coop.